Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back to Forward Drive Podcast driven by Shelter. The music by Southern River Band again, Let It Ride. We're loving that. The Forward Drive Podcast on Instagram. Hit us up over there and all of our episodes over on Backchat's YouTube channel. Uh, all you need to know about tyres today, Ronnie. Um, this is uh, one of those like ones donuts. again where you're, uh, yeah, you're, the, you're the guy and I sort of sit back and, and listen and ask. But um, there, we, we've covered a little bit on, on the tyres side of it about, you know, when, when we've spoken about um, modifying our four-wheel drives. Um, sizes and Sizes, the budget, and the, the, the different terrains, different tyres. So we, we've touched on a little bit of this through the last um, episodes, but we're I suppose we can start off with, sorry. We're, we're going to get a lot further into it, I think, because yep. we wanted to get into it more when we're talking about like yep. the beginner mods and stuff, but it, there's there's a point where it's just too much information. So yeah. a lot of the episodes in the part, like prior, we will be talking about something and then obviously ideas flow onto another and there's like yeah perfect actually that could be a whole new episode yeah and um, questions as well we can go into a lot more depth on some of that stuff so this is tires we we've got to this um uh right off the bat what do i need to know when i'm choosing a set of tires to get into the four-wheel drive game Ooh. i i think first of all you need to work out the size of the tire um, because if you're going to upgrade your tires, it's always good just to go that size a little bit bigger, just to give yourself a little bit more clearance. But you got to be careful you don't go too far because otherwise your fuel economy is going to suffer. And we'll get into a bit more of that. Yep. And then you, you might be scrubbing as well. There's also offset if you're changing your wheels. Um, so when you change your wheels, say you've got alloys and you want to go to steel rims, you can get good money for your alloys, especially if it's a new car, which can almost fund brand new steel wheels and a set of tires which is a great way to you know to start your build at a very low cost because tires is the first thing that contacts the ground it's it is the first mod and probably the most important mod to any four-wheel drive for to handle any terrain really because the road tires just don't cut the mustard um they can do a lot of things but once you start lowering them and stuff the sidewalls are a lot weaker and um, it's just not the right tire to rely on. Yep. Uh, like I took a brand new Ford Ranger up to Wilbingo and that horrible road in, the Wilbingo Road. Yep. And we got in about 
halfway, I'd say. Maybe a bit over halfway. Lost the tyre straight away. Right. Brand new vehicle. My mate's car. Flogged the tyre straight away. I was like, oh, shit. Now I've got to be careful for the rest of the day yep. because I've got the spare on already. Yeah. Yep. That's, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's one thing that you need to, I suppose... It's probably the first thing you need to think about, like like you said, when you're getting into four wheel driving. Is yeah, if you want to go and do some of that stuff. Yeah, um, there's way more places than will bring a little catchy out as well on on oh, those road tires. Definitely. Um, I need to apologise as well, boys. I just come in, got straight in the podcast mode here, but didn't actually ask how you how you're going. Oh mate, I'm, just, I'm yeah. You're all right. Yeah, I'm going, going all right. Are you Jade, going, I'm good. Right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, <laughs> I, just, I was I was waiting for it. I just but. jumped like right into the zone, and then Ronnie's talking about mate. I was in the zone already. To, yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> want to stop you, but I was just like, geez, a bit actually asked. You know, it's quite rude of me. No, no. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. How are you? I'm I'm good. How are yeah. you, Ronnie? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> come in and sit down and just straight into it. No, so no. it's an exciting episode. Where Poly- there's a lot to talk yeah, about. That's it. I just wanted to jump right in, but not holding it against you, mate. Apologies to everyone listening and viewing that. I mean, we, we, to- we totally didn't talk before we sat down. Yeah, no, nah, well, so. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice that everyone gets a feel of how we're oh, going. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, new week, new efforts. You know, it's always fun just to, just to touch base. Yeah. Um, all right, I digress. Uh, so, so, how are you going again? Yeah, no, still good. <laughs> still good. <laughs> um, I want to get into his biggest always best. So, you, the four drives that... Um, I suppose I've uh, spoken about it a bit here as well, but the comparison, the ones you see online or yeah. you see on YouTube, they they've got these big tires. They look cool. It's, they they're look blacked out. Awesome. Um, they look tough. The they bigger, look mean. The bigger is not always better, but I feel like the bigger is a bit cooler. Bigger is cooler. Bigger looks tougher. <laughs> bigger looks like that car's going to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Until they start turning and then it's scrubbing and it's making all these noises because yep. it's hitting the mud flaps it's hitting the guards yeah there's definitely a point where it's too big and it doesn't take a take much on a modern vehicle yeah either and depending on the vehicle hiluxes are bad for it you can't increase the tire much at all like you can go from a i think they come out with a 30 and a half inch tire you go to 32 inch you're scrubbing everywhere yep you're only jumping up one and a half inches as in scrubbing within the wheel arch and yeah yep yeah yeah, yeah. Like is, is that is that pre-lift um it's pre-lift but a lot of vehicles like St- the ford the ford ranger can tolerate um significant change in tire yeah okay. yep. the new navara i mean you could put like 30 freeze on it straight away the other thing as well not just from the scrubbing and that it's also legality is another one yeah okay. that people should look into they should know i'm not saying don't do it and i'm not saying do it but know what you're getting yourself into yep. so if you do get pulled over by the boys in blue because you've been a bit of an idiot that's usually when you get pulled over yeah it's and then you don't pass the um you know the, the respect test that's when they're going to start picking on you yeah yep and i would too if i was a copper Yep. You know, <laughs> so, but you know, if you, you know, haven't done anything wrong and you're not, you know, minding your own business and it's just a routine stop, I wouldn't bother you. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, so, what are you running at the moment on your Troopy and your 79? So, I recently upgraded to 35s. That's the thing with the 79 or the 70 series in general. They can, they can accommodate for a 35 inch tire, yep. uh, three inch lift, even the two inch lift, you can do it. Two inch yep. lift, you still get a bit of scrubbing. Um, is that scrubbing at like full lock? Or yeah. Or is it more as you... It's articulation and okay. full lock. Yep. Um, it doesn't scrub now. 
because it's all, all the all the suspension geometry has all been changed and yep. been been rectified. Uh, I've got like the the trailing arms on the front, you know, the radius arms to to put the differential in the right spot. Yep. Same thing with the seventy nine. It's got the full the thirty five and three inch uh, engineered kit on it, so it's all good to go. Um, it's got the bigger indicator lights on it. Got the GVM upgrades, so all that comes hand in hand and in play and then that's how you get your kits yep. to be um, engineered and legal. But there is a big difference between engineered and legal. I think we should do a whole episode on that because it's it's very in-depth. But sticking to tyres, this tyre behind me uh, is a Trepador. Yep. Awesome tyre. Um, not only does it look like it's going to rip beast, everything yeah. up and climb up everything, which it does, um, this is a biased tire so it's not a radial so all the tires that we use on passenger cars and full drives are radial which means they have all these belts and stuff uh, and are compliant to to the road users yep so that's it, something behind me yeah yeah yep. like that one there that's a razor all-terrain 811 that one's called yep um <clears throat> very good tire very quiet tire all the guys in the um wheat belt actually use these in western australia right um, they actually been as in the maxis or just that size. The maxes, okay, yeah, maxes, of the uh, yeah. of the ats, yeah. yeah. They they swear by them, like driving on canola fields and all that right. all day long. Uh, they find it get less punctures with that particular tire. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. And this one here, that is a play tire. Yep, that's a competition tire. I do have a set on the seventy nine, but that's strictly going somewhere having a play around. Um, I took them with me to the Flinders Rangers. No, 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 not that no, size. That's say. a forty-two inch. What's that going on? That's comp going, trucks. A tractor? No, <laughs> just <laughs> going on a, on a comp truck. It'll probably right. be like a like a patrol. Okay. With just no guards, you know. Yeah, right. Just yeah. something wicked, you know. It's something. Um, yeah, a mate of mine would probably stick on on a patrol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I've got thirty-five inch size of that. Yep. And we trailered them, me and Torbs. We put them on a trailer towed it to the Flinders Rangers, change our tyres there and use them there. <laughs> yeah, right. You do not want to do thousands of Ks on this. Yeah. Yep. They are horrible on the road. Um, surprisingly grippy. Um, however, if you park this overnight, it end up with a flat spot because there's no, there's no construction in it. Yep. They're very flexible. So when you uh, lower the tyre pressure on this, like you literally get the top of that tyre will come around and you can see it on the side of the tyre because yeah, right. they flex so much. They're incredible and it almost acts like a slinky. Like it winds up, you're trying to climb a rock instead of spinning and then rip, all of a sudden you just climb the rock. Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that in terms of is biggest always best, it's, it's so dependent on what you actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing, depending on what you're trying to achieve and dependent on your vehicle mainly. Yep. So one to two sizes a tolerance of going up in a, in a size and when i say one size it's like one inch yeah so if you've got 30 inch uh overall tires and you go to 32 yep. generally speaking you'll get away with that yeah so when we speak like 30 inch tires 33s 35s what yep. actually is what part of the tire is 35 inch the overall diameter okay um so strictly speaking <clears throat> when we upgrade tires there's a metric system and then there's the imperial system. But here's, this is where it just goes out the window. So, for example, let's say a 33-inch tire. Yep. They're usually 12.5 inches wide, 33 overall height. In metric terms, that will be a 285, uh, 75 
are 16. Yeah, okay. So you got metric metric uh, width of the tire. Uh, sorry, metric height of this. Hang on a sec. Metric width of the tire, right? Yep. And then the 75 is the ratio. So 75% of that width is the height of the tire. And then it sits on whatever size rim that is. But the rim is measured in, in imperial. Right. So you've got an imperial measurement with a percentage yeah. and a metric that creates that. So in other words, okay. speak to the tire shop. Yeah. Go on a tire calculator even better and then put, put them in. Then you can see if it's a 33 or a 32 yep. or a 35. So, and that's uh, why we use 32, 35. Yeah. Because like it's, it's easier to yeah, understand. Yeah, 100%. Because bear with me, I'm trying to twist and talk in the microphone, but read the <laughs> side of this tire. So... We've got here 285, oh, 285, 75, rim 16. Ah, so that there is a 33. So that's a 33. Yeah. Yep. So I've got 285, 70, rim 17. That's a 35 as well. 30, uh, 33. Roughly. Oh, roughly. Yeah, sorry, roughly 33. 33, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the s- difference between the 70 and the 75. So this is a 75 minus 70. It's the ratio of how, of the width. So the width of the tire... That 75 is 75% of that width is the height of the tire. In your case, you have a 285 width, but you've only got 70% of that in the height. Right. But you're on a bigger um, rim. Rim. So that. So it brings it up to the same anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's very confusing. That eh? is, yeah. That is. So, in other words, uh, 315 75 R16 is slightly smaller than a 35 inch tire. It equates to about 34.6. Right, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's kind of good we brought this up because people are going to then understand that they need to go yeah. to a tire calculator because... because you, yeah, because I'm in the market for some tires at the moment and so yep. you, you go online to search up and put in your size but it will come up with different... Like, it will come up with the 285, 75, yeah. 16 and it'll come up 285, 70, 70, whatever it is and then it'll just have like 33, rim yeah. 16 or whatever. Like it's and then it's like, hang on, which one are we then. using here? What's mine? Um, <laughs> so I think you need to do your research on that when, you, when you're choosing. And you've got to do a lot of research because some brands don't actually offer the size you need. Okay. Right? So in some, some brands, you, you can't get that particular size for that particular rim. So you either got to go bigger on the rim or smaller on the rim to get that size yep. because it's just not available. Yep. And it's kind of understandable because there are so many different tire sizes. Um, Maxis for one, they accommodate a lot for tire sizes because yep. they do competition tires. Um, then you know, and people order all different kinds of sizes. Whereas some other brands, they won't offer many above thirty-three because they deem them illegal anyway. Anything right. above that, however, you can get an engineer kit to run those tires. It just means they don't supply tires yep. for that particular size. Yep. Yeah. So you're, you've got Maxis on both of yours. Yes. Yeah. What do you What have you got, Jaden? Uh, Nitto Trail Grapplers and thirty fives. Thirty fives. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three fifteen. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the numbers, but three fifteen. Yep. Yeah. Three one five seventy five. Yeah. It'd be seventy five sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Steel rims or alloy rims? Uh steel rims. Okay. Yeah. So yep, I'm I believe. In, I've got Nitto Ridge Grapplers, but obviously the yeah thirty threes so what they are. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which been really good tires, but so <laughs> I think <laughs> what, <laughs> I'm all just a bit confused at the moment. Yeah, I'm, that, my brain's still processing the I, information. I need to figure a bit more of that out too. I mean, what, um, what size is the tire behind you, Ronnie? The that's a 42 inch. 
And you, you've run those before? Not 42 inch. No. But I've run the 35 variant of this. That tread. Yeah. Yeah. Of What's that, the of biggest that. tire you've run? Uh, 35 inch is the biggest tire that I've run. Yeah. But I've featured vehicles and modified that run 37s, um, even 40s actually. A Unimog will run about that size. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I would have thought they were bigger, but... But I don't think they, they could use big. that tire though because it's not a radial construction. Right, okay. So I think the Unimog would probably just destroy these because of the weight. Yeah, right. So these yep. are meant for competition yep. and yeah, they won't last that long because it's, it's like a sticky compound. You can get radial in trepidors as well. Radial so being? Radial being like the legal road tire. Yep. So this is the same, but the sideboarders are not there. Okay, yep. Yeah, because I mean, these sideboarders, I mean, look at them. Yeah, it's you know, look gnarly. If you accidentally brush your leg past it, you're probably yeah. going to take some skin off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are animals. They're awesome. Yeah. So much fun driving. It, it changes the driving experience completely. Yep. It's, you end up overconfident with them. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> um, I've, we're sticking to the rubber side of it just quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the leading brands that you can't go too wrong with. Max is obviously, uh, I think, Nitto yeah. are up there. Yeah, look, let it be known that I, that I am sponsored by, yep. by Maxxis and I used Maxxis for quite a few years before I was sponsored. Yep. It's just, it was the best tire. That was your preference. That, that yeah. it, was, it was a preference yep. and then they happened to work with me as well, so, yep. which is even better because, you know, tires are a costly thing of what I do. So, it's and it also... plug, just a little wink down the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it also gives me opportunity to, to um, try all different sizes, different uh, patterns, because I have had the all-terrains on the yep. Hilux before. I was toying with putting them on the Troopy, but I would have to go to a 17-inch rim yep. to have those. So, instead, I stuck with a 16-inch rim with the mud tires. Steel rim? Uh, steel rim, yes. Yeah, definitely steel rim. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll get to yeah, we will. definitely yep. with the rims, if yeah. You, yeah, so I, I'm just thinking of, to help me out, Jaden. I don't know if you can, Ronnie, but uh, Goodrich tyres, I think, quite competitive. BF Goodrich, BF pretty good, Goodrich. yeah. Um, um, I don't know much about Bridgestone, but those are pretty, I might do a, pretty I might, available, aren't they? I might do like a... A nod for the ones I think that, that <laughs> no, I agree I with. I want to get trouble, well, I'll, I'll put the camera on Dago, and it'll just, it'll just. You can be the voice. You whisper to me. <laughs> Look, the tires you boys are running and you're talking about, they are actually really good. Yeah, that would be my second preference. I, I'm, I'm probably thinking about sticking with them. Like I, yeah. I'm obviously not not tied in with anyone, so yeah. I, I can. Sort You're of looking for all terrain or mud terrain? Um, so when I, the Ridge Grappler they told me was like a little bit of a, like it was almost an in between the mud yeah. terrain and all terrain. I've been really really oh, happy the with them. RT, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, I would probably like to try a full mud terrain. I've had the yeah. all terrains in the Nido as well, and then I've had the Ridge. So I had the Terra Grappler, then the Ridge Grappler. Yep. I wouldn't mind trying a full I'm, mud terrain. Yeah, I've got the mud terrains. I'm just going to say something about like the in-between one because there's a few companies that are doing that now. So you've got all terrain and you've got mud terrain. Having something in, in between is, to me, to me, in my opinion, it's just a clever marketing yeah. ploy. And I have spoken to people from various tyre companies asking them those questions. Yeah. And there's one particular guy who's now moved on to, to work for a different type of company in the industry yep. and i was asking him about it. i was saying look aren't these just a glorified all terrain because you've got all terrain and you've got mud terrain what is really in between them yeah and then you have some people that say they have an aggressive all terrain 
that is an aggressive ultra, yeah, I would say. It, it is, looks yeah. like a mud terrain from a distance if you, you know, to the untrained eye. Yeah. Um, that said, that could be considered an in-between. In-between, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and then you've got some some manufacturers that make all-terrains and they they'd look like a glorified uh, highway terrain. However, they have really strong sidewalls, but they don't have the side grips. They don't have the yep. looks per se as well. Yep, yep. So... Um, just as it came to me as well, uh, Yokohama, the Geolanders. Yeah, uh, Kumo. Yeah. Anyway, all those yeah. all those ones that you've probably heard about, they're probably There's you're hearing about them for a there. reason, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've had I've had a lot of fun on the Nidos. Yeah. They're really I, quiet as well, especially have, for mud terrains. I've I've found they've yeah, yeah just I don't really have quiet. Much of an issue with them at all. Yeah. Look, um, something something that's interesting that uh, a lot of people in the industry know but many people who aren't in the industry don't know this. Um, Mickey Thompson and Coopers oh. made by the same people. Oh, right. I but they're not sold Thompson. in the same shop. So some shops will have that. Really? Some shops will have that. How could I forget about Mickey So they Thompson? keep them separate. Yeah. Sorry to blow that out of the water there, but... Yeah. Um, and then I, I do believe that ProComp is also made by that same company, but they're just marketing them all different, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. But don't worry about them, just get Max's. Yeah, <laughs> wink again. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have said it. Uh, my opinion, my opinion. <laughs> everything I just said is my opinion. No, well, uh, the fact well, Everything on this show is my opinion. The yeah. fact that you were with them before, though, is, a, is, is that's testament. Like, that's yeah. just... Yeah, that's, I, most of my mates have got Max's, yeah. Max's tyres, and there's never had a problem with a, with a Max's tyre. Yep. I've never heard anything being like... Anything horrible said about Max's yeah. tyres either, so... Yeah. Even though Ronnie's sponsored, we're not, so... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wink hey. again. Um, <laughs> oh, was I meant to wink? <laughs> uh, just one more one. I've, it's come. Uh, I was going to claim it this time, but it was Jaden. Sidewall for people that don't know. How important is that in f- the four wheel driving skate? So, sidewall, there's the sidewall itself, and then there's the side biters on the sidewall. These are very easy to see because they're so prominent. Yep. This is extreme, and I think that's why. So, it's a side biter. As a side biter, yep. so side teeth, some people call it. Like, yeah, yeah, side teeth. Yeah. yeah, they will literally help you climb out of situations. Yep. Um, in some cases, some rare cases, they they can actually direct a stick in there rather than deflect. Sometimes, so it's a rare occasion that'll happen, but it can happen. So when I've staked oh, the sidewall, yeah, 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 okay, it's been yep. because of a side biter's stopped it and then pushed it in driven it in yeah it can happen it's it's rare um but it can happen um but compare that to a normal road tire that doesn't have side biters weaker sidewall yep yeah stake straight away um in the same kind of environment yep um so the side biters are important if you're climbing in and out of ruts uh you you lower your tires to you know to get more grip yep it also helps with the sidewalls yep um, but having a strong sidewall will stop the sidewall from bagging out too much like that um, because that's when they become prone to sticks. So if it bags out too much like that, that's you don't want that. You want it to create a long footprint okay? Um, because that's where you get into traction. Bagging out is what people think is what gains them traction. It's not really. It's just uh, a risk of puncturing because that's ballooning out. It's just it's just out there. It's like, hey, stab me, kind of thing. Um, so you want a strong you want a strong sidewall. Yep. Which some most 
four-wheel drive tire manufacturers offer really good protection of that. Most of them do a really good job. Um, some that do racing tires, I don't want to mention a name, but um, F1. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. <laughs> He's good at that, eh? Like, I'm not going to say a name, but it was like something I said two minutes ago. <laughs> it, it might not be that tire, just, you know, my opinion again. Um, they have done four-wheel drive tires, and they are terrible. Right. They're awesome on the road, like for racing and stuff. I mean, obviously, F1 uses them and that, but when it comes to four-wheel drive tires, we had a particular vehicle on a trip, and they staked two tires and then had to retire from the trip. They had to actually get a tilt tray. They didn't want to drive home on it. That's wow. from that's on a Holland track. And the problem was when they got it back, the tire manufacturer wouldn't replace the tires. They said you shouldn't have lowered them below thirty five PSI. Wow. And then so they they tried to get me to pay for the tires and I'm like, Hey, we're full driving. Um if I let you run around with hard tires, you would have punctured them anyway. Yeah. Okay. You know, and we do had you would have had a terrible ride. Yeah, you got to lower the tires, and plus it's track etiquette. Yeah, that's what full driving is. Yep. So you know, um, in at the end, I didn't pay for their tires because we got to lower the tires. Yep. So they kind of they got the message. They understood it. They were just advised to do it. It's not their fault that they reached out and and said that it was a tire shop that yeah, told them right. to do it. Trying to cover tracks. Yeah. So my my argument to them was, why make an off road tire if you can't even lower them? Yeah. You know what was happening to them. Uh, when I go over something, it would squish, and then this part of the tire here, the bead where it sits, that would split. Oh, it would split. It would split. It couldn't handle. The, really? Yeah, it couldn't handle the flex. So it would like it would genuinely just crack through the. Yeah, yeah, it would just crack. So yeah, I don't right. know if it was just a, a bad batch or what, but it, it, it would split, and this, and the same thing happened to the other tire. Yeah. So when um like the bead part that you speak about. Because the beadlock tires, or re- yeah, what yeah. is that? What are beadlockers? <clears throat> so I don't, be- ha- I don't have them. Yeah, so beadlocks prevent the 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 bead from slipping off the tire. So when you, it allows you to lower the tires extremely low. Right. So with these, if you lowered them to five psi and you have beadlocks, they will stay on okay. on the rim. Yeah. Um, you can get internal beadlocks, and that's what I have on on my trepidors on the thirty fives. So I have an internal Kevlar sleeve that sits inside. It's a real pain. It's 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 a terrible job for the tire um, fitters to put them on because they're so hard to get on. Yep. That internal sleeve, it's Kevlar. You fill that with 50 psi. Should you puncture the tire or if you want to run the tires at zero psi, you can. You get maximum grip. I in fact punctured one of these, uh, and it was leaking for a bit, and I pumped up the tire more, and then it clamped more onto the bead lock, and it stopped leaking. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. still holding air yeah. um, in the factory unit where it's stored right now and it's been holding air since almost last year. Yeah, right. That's awesome. <laughs> so beadlocks are wicked. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I suppose covered a bit of the rubber, the, the difference between steel and alloy rims. What's like... Yeah. You see a lot of four-wheel drives rolling around with steel rims. Yeah, so it's, if you're going bush, you're going proper bush... Steel rims. Okay. All the way. Something happens, you can knock them out. You, you, you can fix oh, them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny thing, just today, um, because I swapped my 33s for 35s on the Troopy, my tires were still good. I didn't want to just chuck them out. So, I gave them to Jono, who put them on his FJ, and he took some rims off his trailer, 
and brought in so he could because he run the same on a trailer. So yep. he put thirty three of the Max's um, Razor MTs on it, and when they put them on, they said, "Oh, by the way, do you know that two of your rims are buckled?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I knocked them back out." So what happened was he was doing a Savannah way. And his washout came out of nowhere. He managed to move the FJ away from the washout, but the trailer hit the washout. Right. Bang, jumped up. Uh, he bent the axle. That's how hard <laughs> he hit the washout. And they just pop out of nowhere in some of these situations. He had to knock both rims out. If they were alloy rims, Done. the trailer would still be there. Yep. So when you say knock knock it out, hammer. it's basically just you get a hammer a circle again. And you, and you bash the shit out of them until you get them close to where they, yeah, right. where they need to be. Yeah. Uh, with an aloe rim, it was split. You can't knock it back out. Yeah, okay. So you are, you are done. Are they, is an aloe rim stronger? It is. In, yeah. It's stronger to a point, but once it goes beyond that point, it will crack. Yep, okay. So, and there's say, no coming back from it. There's no coming back yep. from it. So say if you, yeah, you say if you dented a steel rim and you dented it by 20 mil. Yep. I would say at that point, the alloy rim might still be okay. Yep. But any beyond that, a harder hit than that, like where you would have dented a steel rim even more, alloy rim's gone. Yeah, okay. Yep. So with the, covered the rubber, covered the rims a little bit, then uh, the cost for mud terrain tires as opposed to an all-terrain tire, more expensive for the mud? Um, Generally speaking, yeah, you can you can compare other brands. I mean, you can get more oh, expensive. Yeah. yeah. So generally speaking, mud terrains are slightly more expensive. Yeah. Working in the same sort of brand, they probably are a yeah. little bit pricier than the that brand's all yeah. terrain. But it's also not just the immediate cost; it's also the long term cost. Yeah. Because you're going to end up with more rolling resistance with a mud terrain. So yep. an all terrain is the best option for ninety nine percent of people out there yep. who are four wheel driving. Uh, look, a mud terrain, I go mud terrain because I like to play in all kinds of things, but yep. it's not just the mud, it's the rocky stuff. Uh, I'll trust a mud terrain more on rock stuff yep. than I would a, an all-terrain. Um, but in saying that, could I get away with driving an all-terrain? Yeah, I could. Yep. Um, but once they fill up with mud, they don't eject the mud so well. So in wintry conditions, say if you're in the Vic high country or you're in a very clay sort of area, you probably want to have mud terrain there. Yep. Uh, if you're frequent that kind of stuff, but um, yeah. Look, generally speaking, uh, a mud terrain will wear faster, just because the tread blocks are bigger. Yep. They'll be noisier. So if you want to put up with all those cons, then go for it. The yep. car's going to look mint, but yeah. And then alloy versus steel. Alloy is a bit, a little bit more expensive than your steel rims. Alloy is a bit more expensive than steel rims. They look fancier. Yeah, they look cooler. There's more options in the. There's more options, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, if you want something you can beat back out, yep. Just just stick with steel. If you are going to go alloy, it doesn't mean you can't do a desert crossing or something like that. Just carry two spares. Yep. Because it's very unlikely you're going to break two alloy rims. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to just ditch all your alloys just because of that. Um, just have two spares. Yep. And look. You can always just get the second spec, just be a steel rim, really. Yeah. It, yeah you don't have to yeah. fork out for, you know, especially yep. Toyota. I've actually done that. Toyota my, alloys? Wow. Expensive. Yeah. My spare is just a steel rim. Um, but I've only got one. So the advice there would be to get another one if I was going to do a big. Depends on what, what, what you're doing and depends on who you're traveling with. Yeah. 
If I'm traveling with you, I'm not taking sick. <laughs> <laughs> if you're traveling, I was going to blame you like that. <laughs> Ronnie told me. <laughs> if you're traveling with another ranger, um, technically speaking, you've got two spare tires yeah. between you. Yep. It's very unlikely you're both going to do, do a yep. tire. But, yep. you know, as soon as one does one, then... Then you're in trouble. Yeah. Yep. So, we've, we've covered that. Now, I want to talk about what it actually does to the vehicle. Um, so, you sort of spoke about costs of maybe mud trains in the future, piling mm. up the wear and tear and all this. But what does it do for, say, a fuel economy, um, which you yeah. might have touched on already a little bit, but, but break that down a little bit more. Okay. So, rolling resistance is one thing. Uh, your, your static inertia, your takeoff is going to be more difficult. Um, it's going to require more from the vehicle to take off. Yep. So, you know, more more pedal to the metal to get going. Um, also, to keep it rolling, you're going to need more fuel. Going down a hill, coasting, you're going to be coasting slightly slower than a, in an all-terrain just because Co- of that rolling resistance. Beans. Yeah, you know, we go down like, uh, you know, like the Green Mount Hill or whatever. Yep. Uh, you, you can sit in, in like a gear and you can maintain that speed. Yep. Whereas, you know, with an all-terrain, you may have to actually apply a brake a bit because you're rolling a lot, yeah, okay. lot better. Yep. Like there is, I mean, the difference isn't that big, but it's it's there. Yep. Uh, the other thing, your speedo is going to be out if you go too big. Now, this doesn't matter what type of tire it is. If you go a bigger tire, your speedo is going to be out. So, it's going to show you less than what you're actually doing. Yeah, okay. Because the points, say this is point A of the tire needs to do a full rotation. The bigger the tire, the longer it's going to take to come around. Right. Um, so then the center of the wheel where it measures the speed is also going to take longer to spin around. Yep. So for instance, if you go from a 31 to a 33 or a 32 to a 35, something in that vicinity, you're likely going to be 10% uh, slower on the speedo, but you are actually going faster. Right. So yep. if your speedo says 100, you're actually doing 110. That's a bit um. Yeah. Is there a way to reset that? Uh, yeah. So on both my seventy series, um, because of the whole kit to make you know to engineer it and all yep. that, they have uh, a speed speed correction in it. So my vehicles will tell me the, the exact speed I'm right. doing, and it's actually more accurate than factory because they actually set yeah, it. They to, set it a bit up, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. set it to where it is. Yep. Um, so, but also on top of that, when you are off roading and you're doing low range driving. If you put a bigger wheel, bigger tire on your vehicle, your vehicle is now going to rotate faster downhill. So say, for instance, your vehicle had a really good speed at first gear load going downhills and you're comfortable with it, it was just right. You go one or two sizes bigger, it's going to roll faster. And now you've got to use your brake. And if you're on a muddy hill and you use your brake, that's when you start sliding and you start filling the tread blocks up with mud. Yep. And it... You can ruin a, you can ruin the capability of your vehicle, but you can also re gear your vehicle. So if you have bigger tires and you want to do all that stuff, and you want to do all the muddy stuff, and you want to keep that slow, low range downhill, well then do a reduction kit in yeah, your gears okay. so you can keep that. Is reduction gears? It's not tires, I know, but what are our reduction gears? So you can do re- reduction gears in two different ways. In the transfer case where you select a low range, you can change the gears in that, yep. uh, which, which then makes the vehicle go slower so you've got more control at slow speed. Right. But you'll lose your top end. So if you're on the beach in a low range, you normally sit on 40, you might only be able to sit on like 30 or maybe yeah, less okay. depending on what you do. Yep. The other way you can reduce it is also in the differentials. So on my Hilux, my N70, 
I put 33s on it and it drove really bad. So I re-geared it at the same time. Yep. So the gear ratio was like three something, three, five something. I went up to four, eight, eight. So to people who have re-geared, those numbers will make sense. Everyone else, that, those numbers won't make sense at all. No sense. So, so if you're looking at re-gearing, that's, you can either do it in the differentials, but it's very difficult in, for some vehicles. So for mine, I had to get like Prado gears to put in the Hilux, I think, to make that work. I can't remember, it was a long time ago. Yep. So you've really got to shop around and you've got to try and get those diff centers. It's quite expensive because yeah, right. now you're changing your diffs and while you're doing it, you're probably going to add a locker because you've got it all ripped apart and then they yep. add in the cost of a locker. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you're doing there. And then yeah. if you do blow that um, differential and you had a hard time finding that one, well, how are you going to find the replacement one in time to get your car back on the road? Yep. So there's a lot of things you've got to, yep. you know. Um, but there are some particular vehicles where reduction gears are quite readily available for like um, old school Suzuki's patrols, things like okay. that. They will have, and the old, old Toyotas as well, they will have like reduction gears that you can actually buy from, I forgot where, a Terrain Tamer, I think, pretty sure you can get them from there. But there are other companies that actually supply all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Heaps of stuff in the US as well. Yeah, right. Oh, it's, it's an interesting take. I, like That was... That was all set around fuel economy, but I like where it sort of took it. It was yeah, it went down a rabbit hole. There. It did, but it, it, it's a big, it's a big thing to consider, especially with you know the the cost of living at the moment and stuff like that, and petrol and diesel prices can be through yeah. the roof at times. And it's something you've probably really got to consider. Um, Definitely, because it's very easy to go out there. I just want the bigger tires and then bolt them on, and yep. you're like, oh, how am I going to correct this now? Yeah, the cheapest way to correct it: sell those tires, get a small. Yep, yep. Because you start going Good down diff. Uh, like gear re- reductions and all that stuff man yeah. it's worse on an automatic yeah okay because automatics already roll so, too fast down yeah, here righto. yeah i like going fast <laughs> well you can't drive a manual anyways i guess yeah, so. no, i'm stuck <laughs> <laughs> are we going there again <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah we're done with that all uh, right <laughs> um <laughs> this is so i think this is around the um some of the 70 series stuff as well it comes to my mind when I see this question and think about 70 series. He's like the offsets and oh, um, yeah, like yeah. the 70 series coming with a smaller wheel. Yeah, uh, they, like, got a, they got a narrower, na- yeah, rear, narrower axle rear axle. Okay. Because when, I'm going to remember that because I was just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> narrower rear axle. Na- narrower rear axle and it sounds stupid and it is stupid but the reason why that's happened, like Toyota haven't gone and done that just because to be an idiot... They've done it because the mines needed the 70 series, but they couldn't get the old engine across for emissions. So what they had to do was take the V8 from the 200 and put it in the vehicle. And then they're going, oh, crap. Now we've got to make the front axle wider to make it happen. And they were just making it for the mines because the mines were begging for them. So they left the rear axle like that. And then turned out that everyone wants the 70 series, including myself, who's got two of them. The axles are narrower and when you're driving on a beach and in fact, just a couple of weeks ago when I did that trip across the Baxter again, Sean from Mission 4x4, he had the original axle on his, I had the offset rims and our cars behaved very differently. Right. So he's fishtailing around on the beach, I'm going in a straight line. Yep. 
and you just can't help it. And it's actually quite dangerous. So that's why in a later model, instead of correcting the axle, they put in electronic stability control. <laughs> so they're still avoided in widening that axle. And then we spoke about the four-cylinder in yeah. the previous episode. Uh, if we haven't in an episode coming up, <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't corrected the rear axle, um, which is baffling. Yeah. Uh, I find yeah, I do find it hard to believe. But for for this, I suppose situation when we're talking about tires, like if I so if I see a Ford Ranger or a Hilux with a wider stance than normal, is, have they offset rims or have yeah. they like are, so, are spaces? They're illegal, I think. But yeah, so spaces are, are illegal, but also dangerous, okay. um, in my opinion. So a couple of things here. So the reason why we spoke about the 70 just so the audience can follow is because yeah we had the narrow axle yeah. so to correct that i used to have negative offset wheels which brought it out 50 mil yeah. because it was and, narrow by 50 mil and that's quite commonly it known it's quite commonly known the for the Land 70 Cruiser obviously sits in that yeah yeah yep. um so to answer the question of like when you see a range and it's got this wicked wide stance yeah it's because they've gone a negative offset so okay. to explain offset picture a wheel and in the center of the wheel is where the actual face of the rim is, the yep. dish. If that is dead center, that is a zero offset. Yep. The more that goes towards in towards the vehicle, that's classed as a negative offset, okay. which then brings the wheel further out because the dish itself is further in, which then means where it mounts onto the wheel as opposed to before, the wheel is now significantly further out. Most vehicles come with a positive offset, which means the dish is uh, much further towards the front, yep. which means the wheel sits further inside. And that's what most vehicles come out with uh, is like a, a positive plus 20 offset. Okay. Most vehicles come with that, which keeps the, uh, the wheels within the guard. Um, they're, they're made so they just fit over the, the calibers and all that. But as four-wheel drivers and people who want to modify their cars, uh, we've worked out that to get a wider stance and to fit bigger tires, we need to offset the rims. So we go more towards the negative or the zero. So most people go for a zero offset, Hiluxes, Rangers, even 70 series. They'll go for a zero offset because now they're 20 to 25 mil further out, which means they can fit the bigger tires. They're not scrubbing anywhere. And it's still within the legal amounts because you can legally adjust your offset up to uh, 25 mil. But just check your state and territory if you're going to do it because every state and territory is different. Every country is different if you're listening overseas. Righto. Um, So the main reason to offset the wheels is to get bigger tires. Yep. Yep. This this episode has gone to some areas where it's hard to keep up with you, Ronnie, but... I'm sure there's, there's people out there appreciating what you're saying. Yeah, hope, um, hopefully that made sense there. You, you, I'm sure you're making sense. It's just that oh, sometimes <laughs> I st- I'm, I'm like lost it at the start of some things. Uh, we've been going on. This yeah. Is, this is uh, this should is, I just double back and like if you if you want your if you if you want your wheels to sit wider, go for a negative offset because it's going to bring the wheels out. If you want them to sit further in the guards because you're sick of chipping your paintwork and getting mud up the side, then go for a positive offset. Great little summation there to break it down for us. Providing it works. Yep. Yeah. Like it. So now, obviously, four-wheel drive podcast, Driven by Shelter, we want to talk about all all the little intricacies with tyres, so deflating, um, inflating, different techniques different pieces that you can use for that um i suppose like 
when's a good time to change over or how to, how to know know when to change your tires over without actually having to take them to a shop and what's some little what's some little details around that and then uses for say recovery um you've spoken about on the, the oh, episode yeah, with yeah. nina burning your tires for yeah for smoke signals and stuff <laughs> like that like where like it's incredible so what, what are a few of those little things and a little bit of a quick fire round let's start with fixing the tires yep so there's a couple of ways you can not ruin your tire but have problems with your tire and that's by say if you've got your tire pressure lowered and you've uh, and you're like really low and you turn too sharp at a speed you can sometimes get uh, sand in between the beads yep or even mud mud's worse to get in there sand's a bit easier to to eject and normally it will just eject itself as you're rotating because you've got lower tires it'll allow it all to fall out uh if that happens and the tires kind of come off but then reseated and you got a lot of crap in there or say if it's come off the bead like we spoke about before you don't have bead locks and bead locks are illegal unless you have the internal ones if you if your tire comes off the bead there's only one way to put it back on and that's with tire levers and um you know uh, elbow grease not it's a, just getting in not there not a deodorant can and a lighter well deodorant can and a lighter you can do and i love doing that as well but uh i have actually once burnt my leg and kicked my bull bar involuntarily because because of the uh inflation yeah, that happened that one's probably don't recommend i don't recommend it um and i was the reason why that happened was i was trying to show in a video how to do it and after what happened i was like yeah i probably shouldn't show it out in video <laughs> <laughs> but a tire literally then boom and then my leg just went bang and hit the bull bar it was it's yeah. pretty cool though to see that happen like, it is yeah yeah, yeah. But um, look, for anyone who does attempt to do it, and I don't recommend it, but if you do attempt to do it, make sure that the valve core inside the valve is out because if you've got too much heat in there, the tire can keep expanding. And I'm not sure what's going to happen if it keeps going, you know, because at some point it's going to blow up, right? Oh. At least if you have the valve core out, it lets the air out. There you go. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm picturing that valve core just like shooting out of someone. That's what happened because on a tag along, they all wanted to see it. So a guy on a Jeep <laughs> knocked his tire off the bead on a Holland track. So. I just imagine these people on the tag along. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I emptied the most of a deodorant can in there, lit it up and it went boom. It gives like that, that slap or a bang because that's when the bead locks in. That's yep. when you know it, it's done. But the tire kept expanding and I was like, oh crap, I forgot about the bloody um, valve core. So I'm like trying to get this valve core out as quick as i could yeah. and then once it went it just went shot up in the air and just the air to come out was just phenomenal um so we lost the valve core <laughs> <laughs> i gave it a new one so it's all good yeah um but look so to get back to it um if you get tire in there uh, sand inside the tire you need to de-bead it get the sand out reseat the bead and to do that you need like a clean environment you can't do it on the sand you need to get your ground sheet out knock all the sand out, sweep it off the ground sheet, lay the tire down, and then if you want to use a deodorant can, you can, but um, you can also just ratchet strap it yep. and put a compressor on it, and that'll do the same job. Yeah, righto. Yep. Um, and once you hear it go bang, that means it's reseated. So often you've got to go up to like 50, 55, 60 PSI to reseat it, and yep. then lower it back down again. Yep. Um, if deflating tires, because uh, you mentioned deflating tires. Yeah, well. so what, what do you use for deflating your tires? So deflating tires, I use a dual one. 
So I can do two tires at once. Yeah. It's called um, an Indeflate. So Max Track sell those. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also get it uh, direct from Indeflate. But if you buy it in Australia, it's a Max Tracks Indeflate. Yep. Or in America as well. So those are great because you put two in. It doesn't make it any faster or anything like that. It just makes it more convenient. Yep. I can stand in and have a yarn more, check the car or whatever. And it lowers the tires. With the rapid deflators, which are great as well, there's only one problem. If you got crap inside the bead and it made its way into the tire, every time you pull that valve core out, because that's what the rapid deflator does, you screw it on and then the other device screws the valve core out and that's what makes it a rapid deflator. There's no restriction for air. Air comes straight out. Yep. Super fast for long tires, super good. However, the more often you do it, uh, the more you're compromising your valve cores, the rubber on the valve cores, the more you're compromising uh, dirt getting in between, uh, which means that eventually they will leak. Yep. And that's where those valve caps come in handy because surprisingly enough, those little valve caps, if you screw them on tight enough, they can stop tiny leaks. However, if you don't have them on, like I always lose mine, I've actually got some in my pocket right here, I think. <laughs> um you will get dirt there and you will have a slow leak. And the thing is, you'll leave your car over the weekend, you'll hop in your car on Monday, you'll drive to work and you'll wreck a tire. Yep. Because you didn't know it was flat. Yeah, righto. Um, what about inflating? Inflating? What do you use? Uh, the same same device. So the inflate, oh. you deflate, but it's got a... Oh, and then you can plug that in. You into can you plug can... it in. Yeah, okay. And then you're doing two tires oh, at cool. the same time yep. and then you're equaling the pressure. Yep. I mean, sometimes it might vary a little bit if you're on a hill like this. A severe a angle, it, it can vary on by one or two psi. Yep. Okay, um, but it's usually really accurate, and it's just super convenient. Again, yep. um, other than that, it's just compressor straight onto it. Yeah, um, there so, are some other ones, you know, the Storm ones. Yeah, you screw yep. them on, and you can set the pressure. Yeah, the only thing is, I find with those, if you do a lot of travelling and corrugations, they knock around, and then they're never accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are a little bit fidgety. Uh, what about so just on tire health? Your where would you get a tire repair kit from? Uh, like a decent one. A decent tire repair kit. Oh, you get it from uh, Four Wheeling Australia. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> a little winking at the camera. Well, okay. okay. They're coming, but I'm doing Ooh. the full kit. So you get everything in one kit. Because what I'm sick of is you buy a tire repair kit, you only get the plugs, and then but you don't have the patches, and you don't have the extra valve cores, you don't have the valve core remover, you don't have extra cords and all this. So I'm doing a kit that's going to be very affordable when wow. you get everything in it. We maybe um maybe a little giveaway or oh mate yeah well I've got to give one to you guys first to test it out oh happy to happy see what you say yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have to do a giveaway I just got to get them on get them going I guys. don't want to I don't want to run your business mate but a giveaway but yeah that'd be great for the mate I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to do that yeah. oh you're bloody you're a good man yeah. that's what we love about Ronnie he's he's just giving um, um, <laughs> so awesome. so well that's good though that actually is because I I didn't you know I don't know where to get a decent like I've got them, but yeah. I don't know if I back it in. You know. So look, any tire repair kit will do, but you, you're going to get the real basics. Yeah. And then you're going to have to top up the kit to have a proper one. So look, if you're going on a trip right now and you need to get one, just go to any store. Okay. Um, you can get glorified ones that have labels on them or you can go to SCA yep. and get a, a, an affordable one. But even SCA charge super cheap or they even charge a fair bit for theirs. Yeah, okay. However, it's peace of mind. Hopefully... No one ever has to use them. Yep. I generally, generally speaking, I plug more sidewalls than I do the underneath okay. of a tire. Yep. And you should never drive with a sidewall plug. 
However, if you're off-road and say you're doing a canning stock route or you're doing a really remote track, just plug it, keep it. When you get to the highway, consider changing it uh, because there's potential to that tire blowing out. Now, I will confess and say that I've driven 40,000 Ks with a plug in the sidewall without really realizing because I had one plugged on the inside and when I did a tire rotation, I completely forgot about it and it never blew out. But it doesn't mean that someone else's will stay in. Yep. But just saying that, they're very reliable for off-road. Put that plug in, off you go. The most plugs I've ever put in a tire has been 19 or something. In the one tire. In the one tire and lasted five kilometers. It looked like a ring of busted assholes. So you put I'll 19, have to give you a photo of that. 19 plugs in at the one, at the same time. Oh, uh, that or, they, or within they kept five happening. kilometers. I was towing. I was towing a boat, or Torbs was towing a boat on um, uh, Dirk Hartog Island, and we had road tires on this thing. Uh, we didn't have time to change them. It was like a last minute thing. We towed it there anyway. We ended up just constantly plugging the tire because we had a spare, but I didn't want to use it yet because mm. we still had to get the whole thing out and we still had to drive on the highway home. And by the end of it, we had it had all these eggs in it and it, it was just, it was fingered, Jeez. this thing. It was so bad. Um, and it got to the point where Torbs on the radio goes, mate, the plugs are all out. It's on a flat again. Um, I said, no, I said, well, can we change the tire where you are? And he goes, nah. I said, we'll just keep going. We'll change it when you get to flat ground. By the time he got to flat ground, it was cap rock, all kinds of <laughs> crap. And the whole round part of the rim wasn't there anymore. It was just those big, wide alloy spokes oh, just- left. <laughs> it, it was amazing how far they got like that. Far out. Yeah. Have you got a photo of that? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's, even, it's even on YouTube as a video. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, That's actually, you could probably look it up. It's Dirk Hartog Island. I think it's like... Uh, one of the last episodes, yeah, man, that thing was busted, eh? That thing did so well. The whole trailer was actually starting to fracture as well. Yeah, it was right. really rough there, eh? Yeah. You've got a, you've got a larger, large array of stories. Oh, mate. <laughs> Keep you, boring out a lot. You know the worst part? I did a mercy dash to the mainland in, in the boat to get replacement tires and wheels, oh, yeah. right? Because I didn't think the others were going to make it out of there. I get to Denham after a treacherous crossing because the weather was just, it just went nuts. We got there. We changed the tires. I I called ahead. We got them. We went to the pub and basically had our last meal because the ocean was so rough. We get back in the boat and the ocean is glass off. You would (laughs) not believe it. We get back. We bring the tires there. We get the boat off the island and we go, all right, let's change the tires. We put the tires on. And then we realize he's given us the wrong rim size because they're all fouling on the brakes. Oh. So the trailer was locked off. It couldn't move. So off come the wheels again. Off come the brakes from the trailer. Back on go to wheels. And then we towed it home. Far out. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much effort for me. Uh, this is the four-wheel drive podcast driven by Shelter. Oh, yeah. I'm ahead of the game. I already closed Ooh, my laptop. The fire. Fire pits on. You know, this is probably the last time I can warm myself up on this uh, fire pit before I head to the Sydney show, mate. I'm driving ah. across very soon, a couple of days. September 8, 9, 10. Yep, 8, 9, 10. Um, yep, going to be the Troopy there. Troopy's going to be there. Troopy's going to be there. I'm hoping to get there, mate, actually. Well, if you do go, we should try and do a podcast I there. we should. 
Should do one Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we mate. Be. See how we go. Jaden's trying to get there. Yeah, we're trying to get Yeah, you're trying to get there. I'm trying to get over there. I'm trying to get over there. You so I, it, that's almost... You're going to drive or fly? Oh, it'd be hard not to drive, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, I'm going to put my hand up so I'm going to fly. But, I'll, you know... <laughs> it's actually a wise choice. <laughs> However we get there, we get there. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be there. Or I might be there. You might be there. I'll definitely be Dugger. there. You're definitely going to be there, there, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. That's we can make this work. That's a podcast, boys. A couple of shelters over there. That's a, maybe a live show. We've a couple neglect, of shelters. We've neglected the uh, to bring East Coast fridge, fridge, mate. Yeah, it could be my carry on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to get over there and and see what Sydney's got to offer. And yeah, a bit um, of the East Coast. Yeah, be a nice Trick. vibe. So you're going to be bridge. there for sure. Jade and I are pending. We're keen though. Yeah. We're definitely interested in going over there. <laughs> we are for sure interested. I mean, it's next week, so... Make it happen, boys. Yeah. Let's make it happen. It, uh, we're dropping too many hints here. I reckon <laughs> getting into the questions on around the fly today. We, we might be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. Um, what are we talking about again? The Sydney Ford Drive <laughs> <Yeah>. Show? <laughs> Sydney wow, what a, what a beautiful fire pit. It is nice. Um, that just reminds me of questions, boys. The fire pit. This one in from Data Ham. This one's for you, Ronnie. What was it like doing the tsunami? Uh, I'm planning on a trip crossing that desert next year. And if there's anything interesting to see or watch out for during the tsunami. Oh, the Tanami? Tanami. Yeah. Tanami. No, sorry, mate. Don't it's not. Mind it. You've read it how you've yeah. seen it. I was thinking about tsunami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> tanami. Um, I think I've only crossed a little bit of that one. So I do know someone who's just done the Tanami, though. Um, so that's. Just Googling. It's it's all good to go. It's very far north. Um, oh. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't advise you on the Tanami because I have not done it myself, but it is on my desert track list must-do. The Tanami, the Gary oh, Junction, yep. the the old section of the Gun Barrel Highway, and, of course, the Canning Stock Route. Now, those are four that I really want to do that are on my list, and there are actually a few more as well. There's so much desert in WA. There's so much desert. It's so much. Yeah, I'm just looking at this little piece. It's main. It's a lot of it's the Northern Territory, but it dips into yeah, WA. Dips into WA. Yeah. Um, you can get to it from the Great Central. Um, yeah. It's it's this one I definitely want to do. Now there's a little portion that comes off it um, from the between the Great Central and the Tanami. That's another portion I really want to do as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, I forgot what that one's called though, but. Um, extra permit for that one but apparently it's spectacular it's quite short as well yep I'm just on Wikipedia here about Tanami and it's saying that's the anglicisation word of uh, of the Walpuri name of the area which is Chanami which I might have been saying wrong translates to never die which is uh, referred to the certain rock holes in the desert which are said to never run dry so there you oh, go that's cool there's water out there yeah no, we love a bit of water. Yeah, we do. You've got to camp near water. Yeah, you got to camp near water. Out in uh, previous episodes. be a lot of hidden water out there, eh? Yeah. All the Afghan cool. traders back in the day as well, using it as camel trails as well. Yep. You know, oh, so a couple of weeks ago, um, when I was coming back from... When I was coming back from um, Cocklebitty, from Twilight Cove, just done a whole run, I went to a place called like the Afghan Rock or Afghan Well. It's near Baladonia. And I've heard of that. We stayed in there. Awesome campsite awesome campsite now one side says you can access we came out the other side this is private property but i'm thinking that someone has put that sign there so baladonia don't miss out on their caravan park kind of thing right awesome area now what i found really interesting was uh the the, the stuart desert p 
You know the red flower with the black center? Well, I don't know it, but... It's meant to only be in the desert, like north, like quite a bit north. This is very close to the ocean. Uh, you're talking like 50 kilometers, maybe 80 kilometers to the ocean, right? Uh, as the crow flies. And it was on the track. And then it occurred to me that, you know what? Some camels would have been eating this plant up north and then just been pooping on the way down. And then more flowers would have grown then another camel would have eaten that one and then transported it down. Water or there was a down. camel holding onto his shit for a very long time. <laughs> constipated camel. You constipated <laughs> camel and let it go there because on the middle of the track, it was unbelievable. Yeah, right. I'll show you some photos afterwards. I was like, what is that doing here? There you go. Is that, it's fun. I love that Ronnie takes photos of all the things. Some of the stories he's told us on here is like, yeah, can't imagine that happening. And then the 19 plugged. Oh. So he's just shown us and it is incredible. Yeah. So. <laughs> I actually been more than 19 after looking at yeah. it. <laughs> the photo evidence has always backed up the stories, which I love. Yeah. Well, there's some wild stories. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We'll keep investigating. Um, yeah. Next one in from Cookie. I'm looking to get into four-wheel driving and just wanted to see what you thought a good beginner car would be. Um, big fan of the shorty patrols and was wondering if there's anything similar to that um, I also have a big dog that I want to take with me oh okay so if you got a big dog uh, I wouldn't go shorty patrol if depends on depends on what his concept of the big dog is I've got a 52 kilo Ridgeback that is a big dog um, I wouldn't put that in a in a shorty That'd GQ take out most of the shorty I'll put it in, in like a longer GQ yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say a Mitsubishi Triton is a good starter car. Uh-huh. Yeah, a bit of love for a Triton. Yeah, there we go. Well, what about a Ford Courier uh, with the tray back? If you know the dog's okay being in the back, um, there are significant back seats in those as well. Yep. I mean, there is in the Shorty GQ as well. But if you normally for Shorty GQ, you're going to lift it. I know you're going to lift it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be lifted surely. Poor yeah. doggo is going to find it hard to get in and out. And you're going to have your fridge in the back with your shelters, so there's not much room for the dog in the back there either. Um, I'll go with you. Yeah, modern day, modern day dual cab you or, yeah. or or yeah, old Ford Courier or something like that. Yeah, with a well body. That way, the dog doesn't have it that far to go down. Yeah, uh, but if you got a big dog, I'll use ramps maybe. Wonder how big the dog is. Yeah, that's the question. That'd be interesting. I mean, big dog. Big big dogs don't like to jump down. Though. The front no. legs, yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you'd have a bit of insight on that one, Dougo, with your car sales expertise. Yeah, yeah I've got a big about? dog What's too. I've got two dogs, so like the Ute fits them in perfectly. Mm. My my big dog's thirty five kilos, so he's still a decent sized dog, pretty tall. Um, what type? Yeah. Of, what type of dog? He's a Weimaraner. What is a long haired Weimaraner? So German short air pointer. You know those Hungarian oh. Vigila? They're all sort of similar shape. They're all kind of yeah, half related, yeah. but. He's grey. Long legs, yeah? Yeah, long, yeah, yeah. tall. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's... Yeah, but, oh, oh, car sales, because... Well, what do you find on car sales when you're looking? Um, to, to, for getting into well, you've got driving. a big dog, right? Yeah, yeah, I reckon... Um, I, I think the ute for that, like, having... I think we've spoken about it before. Having the dogs in the back's massive for me. Um, one, for just fitting them in, but two, mm. you don't have all the hair flying around the, the cabin and all that sort of stuff as well so I think that's something to think about when you go on a wagon versus a ute do you think the well body um, for you works better for the dogs rather than the tray back Cause yeah I'd say higher? so yeah and then you get you do get the depth as well yeah. if you're putting something on top so um, certainly the, the well body is probably best for, for the dog but mm. um, 
Yeah, the, the, you know the one thing that I've actually a little hack. So in the um, in the ranger, the tail when the tail drops down, tail. Did you call that tailgate? Tailgate. Yeah. 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 Um, it's actually got like little. I don't know if they're for there for that reason, but they're like almost cup holders. But they're not. Oh. They're just like they're only the depth of them is only. They're cup holders. Yeah, big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, so when the dogs are in the back, and you sort of need to keep them in there for a while, but you might let them have a run, but you got nowhere to put any water. Just oh, top a little bit of water oh. up in there, and the dogs just. Uh, I little, like that. Yeah, that's really good. Dogs. So if you if you've yeah. still got the lining on your on your tailgate, yeah. um, maybe it's not a cup holder. Consider that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's for dogs. For dogs, that's, that's not a cup that's holder a dog, at all. That's a dog's drink bowl. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So that's just a. a, a Little tip for young players. Yeah, a little, little Liam Duggan yeah. tip. Yeah. Should we expand on this? If you get stuck somewhere and it rains and you got no water, there's your catch. Uh, survival yeah. techniques. There's yeah. your catch. Mate. You can you can drink it out like there a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dog and human bowl. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, moving on. This one from James Deeds or Dedes. What suspension brands do you recommend? I have a 2018 Ranger, so something similar to you. Don't yeah, uh, so I've had old man emu suspension, just the basic. It wasn't the BP fifty one stuff, but that was quite good. And then, um, yeah, I've sort of I've since moved to Outback Armor, um, which I haven't fully tested. Probably four wheel driving spec, but um, similarly comfortable ride, really nice. I enjoyed the um, old man emu as well, but it started to get a little bit tired, so. Um, and I've done different things to the car since that as well. So the update to the Outback Armour has been really good and um, they're adjustable as well, which was new to me. Are they monotube um, or are they remote res? Uh, they are... No, they... They're the, mono... No, they're, uh, what are they? They've got the canister yeah. hanging off them on the side? I think they do. But I feel like... No, I don't feel like... Hang on. I think yours are monotube. Yeah, no, they are monotube. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, they're monotube. That's cool, they've got I, adjustments on it because not many monotubes that have adjustments. I only paid monotube spec so okay. um, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know why I was, yeah maybe I was confused by that but they do have a little adjustable yeah because um, not many of them do I yeah but yeah. I don't know I've never I don't touch that's it cool. so um, so that's our back armor do adjustables on monotube don't quote me that dial could be something else but we should go out there after this and have yeah. a look and you can confirm that for me <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it is so yeah yeah um, yeah look I think rather than my answer would be rather than specific brand would be to go to a shop you know knows what to use um, because I've had Dobinson, they've been great. I've had All Man Emu, great. Um, but there's been in the past, I've been to some suspension shops and they've just mixed some stuff in and it didn't work. Um, but I went to, so SWAT Suspension um, not sponsored here. SWAT, SWAT suspension, the boys in Junalup, they've set up both my cars. And on the 79, that's like a ridiculous kit. It's We're talking like 20K kit because yep. it's got the diff crash and all that. On a Troopy, I couldn't afford that. So I've gone for like a $5,500 kit. And it's a bit of this and a bit of that, but it all works together. And monotube shocks as well. Yep. Non-adjustable, but they've set it up so I don't have to adjust it. It is... It's perfect. Yep. It's great. Um, so I think going to a, a place, you know, from word of mouth that does a good job is is probably what I would say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but there are many good brands out there. There's not many bad brands, I've got to say. Yeah, okay. In this, yeah, yeah. Actually, there's one that comes to mind. I'm not going to say it here. <laughs> you might, though, because <laughs> yeah. usually when you say you're not going to say something, it just We might pick out. up on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll quick wrap up. Yeah, go, go, go. What else we got? Well, the fire is dwindling, boys, and that's all the questions we've got. Oh, right. Okay. Saved by the bell, Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, let's add something here. So, with adjustables, right? I've never adjusted any of my cars with adjustables. But since the last trip, it's opened my eyes to it because Sean, with his troopy, he had All Man Emu. And he said his car behaved like shit like really badly but then it's like um, Travis was with us he said well what have you adjusted the shocks to and and he said oh, I've just left them where they are so then he played around with them the, with the advice of what Travis was saying yep. and the car just changed completely it went from really bad ride to excellent ride and then he made a couple of other fine night adjustments to it and he now knows what to do to his vehicle with right. those adjustments and that trip we did because it covers all kinds of nasty terrain. Yep. Um, it was like the baptism of fire, learning how to adjust your shocks. So I really want to do a similar run like that in a 79 and actually play with the shocks. Yeah. Because sometimes my 79 is way too stiff. Um, so the five and a half grand suspension on a Troopy, to me, feels better than the yeah, right. 20 grand suspension yep. on a 79. But I've got to adjust the 79. Yep. Yeah. We'll play around. You were also saying... On a few episodes ago, that you think your suspension in the troopies only going to last you six months. Yeah, so the monotube shocks they will flog out on me, um, and I was aware of that. I just couldn't afford to go, um, you know, do the remote res because they're they're quite a bit dearer. Um, and so the the boys advised me as well against the, of going for that one. They said you should really spend more, and I said, look, I will later. Just get me by, and that's what we put in. And it's honestly drives like a dream. But I understand that after, say, a couple of desert runs, maybe after the lap next year, I'm going to have to change them. So maybe when I'm on the East Coast, it's probably when I need to change them. Yeah, right. So if you're like the average person... Monotube shocks. Monotube shocks. Yeah. 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 And if, if, you wanna, if you want something that's adjustable, I would probably suggest looking at what Duggan's got. Yeah, just be, just be careful. <laughs> yeah? Um, well... I, I'm gonna. I think they're adjustable. Okay. They may not be. This is the novice in me. <laughs> yeah. You can get adjustable monotube, but they're not as often as I thought. Yeah. It anyway. fills me with confidence that they are out there because I feel like I do have them. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, you have them until you don't have them. You're gonna have to clean all that yeah. mud off them so we can see them, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, that's everything, boys. Beautiful. Oh well, I better get home and pack and head to Sydney. Looking forward to seeing you over there, hopefully. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The, the only yeah the only rough ride you have is maybe a bit of turbulence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm 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 used to flying, so we sh- we should be right with that. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's cue the Southern River Band. Let it ride to see us out. The Four Wheel Drive Podcast on Instagram. Hit us up over there, and all of our episodes over at Backchat's YouTube. That was all you need to know on tyres. Cheers, guys. And if you're in Sydney, I'll see you there. Hopefully, we'll see you there. <laughs>